Thursday, October 26th, and we've got protocol for Brock Purdy. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. Good to have you back here on the Plus. Thanks so much for stopping on by. And man, that news kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. Not too long after we got off the air here, we learned that Brock Purdy has been placed in concussion protocol. And that's just not a good sign in terms of him playing this week. Could it still happen? Could he still clear and play? Yeah, it could. But I just think erring on the side of caution means that you ask him to sit this week, whether cleared or not, because you don't want his bell re-rung. Going into the bye week, buying just a little bit more time, I mean, if it works that way for sprained ankles, it should probably work that way for a concussion too. Um, No one in the last league year who's been placed in the concussion protocol has been cleared to come out of it in the time that Brock Purdy has been placed into concussion protocol and the Niners kick off this weekend. So it just feels like the odds of him playing are very, very much against him. So all reports are saying that he started showing concussion symptoms on the plane ride home and like I I really wonder what those are they'll never tell us we'll never find out but you know did he have a headache did all of a sudden in the middle of talking to someone he just develop a thousand yard stare did he start to vomit which is definitely a sign of possible concussion Uh, brain injuries are odd and I speak from experience right I didn't have a concussion. I had a stroke. And it's funny, you know, I I had a a stroke that that hit me, but then it didn't really hit my body until about 24 hours later. It's called an echo where you have like this stroke, but then it actually starts showing up in signs and physical abilities a little bit later. So the brain is a weird, mysterious place that you have to be careful with. And, you know, it, Brock Purdy, it's funny. I watched the, the you know, the, the tush-push, the brotherly shove play, which everyone is saying this is where it happened in real time. Like, I knew he got hit hard, but it wasn't until that overhead shot that really shows you how he got ear hold going over that pile that... You would even think, you know, I'm like, well, when when did this happen? When did it even occur in the game? It probably did happen in that moment. So, look, it's unlikely that he plays. It's probably correct to not play him. And let's be totally honest. I mean, would it even be football season around here if the backup quarterback didn't become an issue at one point in the year? Like, that's how we do it. Kyle Shanahan is at one year where his starting quarterback has been available to him the entire time, and that's the one year they went to the Super Bowl. It's always something at the position. There is no doubt. Um, Unfortunate, yes. Uh, Career-altering, ending, hardly. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But Sam Darnold, like, here we go. This is why he was brought in and paid $4.5 million for this moment. If this really is going to be Sam I Am, as the thumbnail suggested, coming up this weekend, um, if, and I really mean this, if the show that you're listening to, whether it be on YouTube, on the radio, on TV, 
if you are consuming any product that is trying to turn this into a quarterback controversy, if you have anyone saying that, you know, after two games, Kyle's falling out of love with his quarterback. Kyle's always had quarterback wanderlust, and uh, he's seen enough from Brock, and he really wants to see what Darnold can do for him. You got to stop. You just you got to stop paying attention to whoever that host or that show is. It's just ridiculous. This is why you have two quarterbacks on your roster for when your first quarterback can't go. Sam Darnold, look, this is this is a situation that he came here to be plopped into. Should it be needed, right? Um, uh, this guy has been in bad situations since the day he walked out of USC. Since the day he got drafted by the New York Jets, since the day he was traded to the Carolina Panthers, Brock Purdy, uh, excuse me, Sam Darnold has never been in the type of situation that he finds himself in now. And another little experiment that we now get to run for those who are the critics and want to say that Brock Purdy is nothing more than lucky to be here. Like you could put Brock Purdy in any other football situation and he would fail, but for the system that he's in, but for the talent that is around him, but for the coach that he has, he wouldn't be doing any of this. Well, we now get to run what I think is a, you know, is is a hypothesis that doesn't hold much water with me, but we get to do this in real time now if it's indeed going to be a Sam Darnold start. For everyone who's saying that Brock Purdy is a system quarterback, a product of where he is, not it just it's irrelevant who he is. It's just where he is. That's why he's being successful. Well, all I can say is that Sam Darnold better throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns, right? Because it seems like everyone is still just being evaluated from the prism of, well, where were they drafted? You know, Trey Lance was taken that high, therefore he must be good. Brock Purdy was taken that low, therefore it must be an illusion. How about Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold was taken high in a draft, and if you only understand draft position, and then also say that the 49ers are just a system. Put anybody in that system, success. Even though we've already run this experiment with Nick Mullins and, and C.J. Beathard and, and Brian Hoyer. Like, we've already done this, but apparently we need to do it again for everyone who just joined the conversation and is new to the room. Um, it's now or never for Sam Darnold. There's pressure on him to perform just for the vitality of his own career, right? But based on how easy this all is and should be for Brock Purdy, it should be even easier for Sam Darnold, should it not? If that's what you really think about how the NFL works, then this could even be an upgrade. Oh, I mean, there are people who actually talk like this. There are people who actually think like this. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Ah, you know, I, I need to be completely honest. Sip of the day is not happening today. Uh, I was up a little bit early. This freaking cough had me out of bed at like 530 in the morning. The more I lay down, the worse the cough gets. It's like I'm drowning in my own lung butter. We do have cough drops. We are armed and ready to go. As a matter of fact, I think I need another one just to go ahead and, and make sure, which is really... Again, not only was the coffee put on early, but the cough drop is is basically nuking any coffee sip for even being good. 
But that's the world we're living in. So, uh, it is a very interesting weekend of football coming up for the 49ers. With Purdy, without Purdy, like 49ers in a two-game losing streak. And here come the Cincinnati Bengals on a big bye week, off of a bye week. Like, this was going to be interesting anyways. It gets even more interesting. The interest never stops when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers quarterback position. Oh, my God. Here we go again. I really don't think it's a here-we-go-again situation. I think Sam Darnold is going to play the role he was brought in to play. Hopefully he plays well. I mean, you know, what would have to happen for Kyle to just stay with Sam Darnold? Well, Sam Darnold has to break the NFL single-game passing record and throw for a ridiculous amount of touch. I mean, it, he, uh, it's not going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. So stop trying to project a singular moment into a career. Every single one of these games happens within the vacuum of the week that it's happening in. This week, Brock Purdy doesn't seem to be available. Therefore, backup quarterback, no matter who he is, was probably going to be going. Now, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even want to get into a Trey Lance discussion. If this team had faith that Trey Lance was the right guy to bring into a season that really mattered, he would have still been here. They would have absolutely said, yeah, we're going to continue to develop him as a project. But this is Super Bowl or not time for the 49ers. So Sam Darnold's job is to keep them on the Super Bowl track and get into the bye week for the Niners at 6-2 and two, as opposed to 5-3 and three, is just going to make the entire next week of football or without football so much easier on the Niners in terms of a noise standpoint. Um, it's just, this, this is an important game. This is an important game. I can also tell you beyond a reasonable doubt that the Niners can lose to the Cincinnati Bengals and still be a very, very impactful playoff team and a Super Bowl contender by the time this year is over. There's a lot of football between now and then. So everyone needs to just let it happen. Like, I, I don't know if this is, scintillating sports talk. I'm pretty sure none of this is a hot take. You just need to let it happen. Just calm down and let it happen. The backup quarterback likely playing. Luckily, this is a backup quarterback who has a level of pedigree that you'd think in the best situation this quarterback has been in will pay off with some legitimate production. I, I, I hope that the drop-off isn't severe. I really hope so. I mean, that's what Darnold was brought in here to make sure that should the backup need to go in, it won't radically change not only how the team is playing, but the plays even available to the head coach to send into the huddle. You know, a little redundancy between a starter and a backup isn't necessarily a bad thing. If one guy is similar to the other, that should be a good thing. So hopefully that works out for the 49ers. Or maybe, seriously, maybe just, you know, God kisses Brock Purdy on the forehead between now and game time, and it's going to be number 13 instead of number 14 after all. But Sam Darnold, if this is you, if this falls on you, this is a big moment. This is a big moment. Sam Darnold can get himself back on the radar of other teams. He can go ahead and 
make the argument truly that, hey, I still should be a starting quarterback. Give me an opportunity somewhere else to do it next year. This is a one-year, $4.5 million deal for Sam Darnold. He's probably not going to be here next year. So, oh, that system talking point, though. If Purdy is lucky to be here, then Sam Darnold should be really lucky to be here and just carve up the Bengals like a turkey if it's all about the system. Because the system hasn't changed. The quarterback's about to. So, good times. Good times around Niners camp. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness me. Um, Yesterday, I told you. I told you, number one, I'm never going to lie to my audience, not once. I told you that I was going to order Ike's. I offered up some photographic evidence, and let me tell you what delicious evidence it was. I got a Paul Rubens. Got myself, it's like a really good Ruben pastrami, the purple coleslaw, and some Godfather sauce on that bad boy. I like mine on on French bread. I, I'm not a Dutch crunch guy. I'm not a Captain Crunch guy. I don't like the... the to cut the roof of my mouth on things. Dutch crunch like cuts the roof of my mouth. I don't like the texture. So I get it on French, add pickles, add onions, and I had an awesome sandwich yesterday from Ike's. You can have an awesome sandwich from Ike's today. You should also do what I did using the Ike Rewards app. And when you do that, you earn your way towards free sandwiches. And how can anyone in the world argue with the concept of free sandwiches? As a matter of fact, that sounds like a great concept. I'm glad Ike is exercising that concept. You need to get yourself to Ike's, get yourself a delicious sandwich and do it today. Uh, You also need to check out bottomlinebets.com. Baseball playoffs, the World Series begins tomorrow. Big slate of college football coming up. Week eight in the NFL, it's Thursday. That begins tonight. I'm sure my man Stefan is dialed in on all of it and maybe even in a few places you're not even thinking of. Like a first goal over, under, first period, gold total that you, you weren't thinking of. He is. He crushes those bets. You can crush your bets, too, with BottomLineBets.com. Use promo code BRUCE for a free day of handicapping. Use promo code BRUCE for a free day of handicapping at BottomLineBets.com. Bottom line, Stefan wins. Find out for yourself. It's officially time for you to sign up. Check it out. Daily, weekly, and monthly subscriptions are available. You'll be awfully happy that you're getting some advice from the hottest handicapper in America. All right? Check out BottomLineBets.com. Check out the T-shirt. Mission Reds. This was a team that uh, played in the the PCL, played in San Francisco. Uh, a vintage T-shirt that you will only find at Jack's. One of the coolest collections of sports T-shirts. Teams that are still out there and teams that will never be out there again. Jack's has got a brick and mortar on Chestnut Street. I want you to check out the website, jacksf.com. J-A-C-K-S-S-F.com. Two S's. Jacksf.com. Use promo code Damon Bruce 10 for 10% off your order. And I'm telling you right now, it's the coolest collections of t-shirts a Bay Area sports fan could ever find. You're going to get all of the cool t-shirt shopping done for yourself and everyone on your your holiday wish list as well. If they're also sports fans, coolest collection of t-shirts you're going to find anywhere. Don't take my word for it. Go to jacksf.com. Use Damon Bruce 10 upon checkout to save 10%. 
So big night in the NBA last night. So good to have the NBA all over the TV, flipping back and forth, watching this, watching that, watching Knicks, watching Celtics. I loved it. I loved it. Little Kings last night. Oh, what a dunk. Was that Malik Monk who threw that down? Woo! It was a Mama Chewbacca. I mean, when you get an opening night, could last the entire year as like a dunk of the year candidate. That's pretty good. Watched uh, the Spurs and Mavericks last night. Victor Webb and Yama, man. It, it's, it, there's just nothing like him anywhere. What a physical freak of nature. He's got a game and a body type and a body size that uh, I no one is familiar with. We've never seen anything like that. It's cool in sports where you're watching. You know in real time you're seeing like an evolutionary step. Good God. What is that guy going to be four years from now? Good God. Um, meanwhile, Luka Doncic... It's still the nastiest thing that there is out on a basketball court. I swear to God, if you had an entire dispersal draft of the NBA and you decided I'm starting a franchise with the number one overall pick, I'm taking Luka Doncic, you will have done well for yourself. That guy is just a basketball savant. He does it all. He does it all. He he runs a team. He's He's actually in a little bit better shape too, but he can run the floor. He can assist. He rebounds, not a, not, not a great defensive presence, but he can score with the best. And the guy's unbelievable. So it's so good to have basketball back. Um, I, I love hoops. I'm a hoops junkie. And man, it's sad though that so many people out there just want their, their preferred athlete coddled at all times. You know, like like any game, when it goes final, it's very likely for me to just open up a box score. I'm, you know, I'm box score curious. I like to see who did what on any given night. It doesn't need to be a team that is in the Bay or that I cover or anything like that. I'm a basketball fan. I look at I look at all kinds of box scores. Excuse me, I have to cough. When I opened up the Detroit Pistons box score last night. I just could not help but notice. And one of the reasons why I did open up the box score, because I did not watch the Pistons game, I wanted to see what James Wiseman did on opening night for the Pistons. And in a Twitter back and forth with a guy named Tony F. and a few others who were asking me, why do you care about James Wiseman? He's not your problem anymore. Okay, first of all, don't tell me how to cover sports. And second of all, no matter where James Wiseman goes, no matter who he plays for, no matter what he does in his life, James Wiseman is a talking point that will be married to the Golden State Warriors in one way or another for the rest of his life. Unfortunately for James Wiseman, it looks like he officially is going to go down as the single biggest draft bust in Warriors history. And all I can tell you, the situation in Detroit that was going to present more opportunity because they're not out there competing for a championship or a title. They can afford to give him the minutes that simply the Golden State Warriors cannot afford to give him. Nope. Nope. He didn't play. Pistons played three centers last night. James Wiseman was not one of them. He was a coach DNP. 
coach decision. That's not good. That's not good. What, third, fourth year in the league, counting that injury year or whatever, uh, it, 2020 draft class, was it? So third third year, fourth year, whatever, in the league now. And you are in a situation where, hey, you might not be picked as the starter, but you should at least be getting on the floor after a team traded for you, gave up assets to attain you. The the Detroit Pistons gave you a little hint as to what they thought of James Wiseman when they didn't pick up his rookie extension. And they, they don't even go about playing him on opening night. That's not good. That That's indefensible. But of course, people want to defend it. A guy named Tony F. says, hey, Damon, remind us where you played basketball in the NBA or anywhere for that matter. Number one, you have already bowed out of making any good points after that's your opening salvo. Did you play in the NBA? No, I didn't, and neither did you. So you're going to talk on it with authority, even though you, you didn't play in the NBA. I should be allowed to as well, considering the difference between me and you is I've covered the NBA for 18 years. This is my 18th year of Warriors basketball. So I've been around this team for a really long time. I also have talked to more people involved in the James Wiseman process from owner to players than you have, Tony F. And when I said that guy's got no dog in him, it's because, number one, I have my own two eyes. Number two, I know basketball. And number three, people who work for the Golden State Warriors have told me one of the reasons why they moved on from James Wiseman is because he just doesn't like the game of basketball. He was kissed on the forehead by God. He was given an NBA body. He does not have an NBA mind. He doesn't really like basketball. That was a, you know, a, 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 that, that was part of the story of him coming out of high school. Oh my God, look at the talent that this kid possesses. Does he want it? Look at his motor. He goes to Memphis. We know he didn't play very much there for whatever reasons. Injury, whatever. James Wiseman is on, he's much closer to being out of the NBA than he is to being in the NBA a year or two from now. You know, he's only 22 years old, which means someone will give him another shot. Maybe that someone will be the Pistons. Maybe the light goes on for him. I'm not rooting against James Wiseman, but I'm telling you, that kid's got stone hands, no dog, the wrong motor, doesn't rebound for his size appropriately at all and is getting coach DNPs on a team that is officially in its, yeah, we're trying to figure out who we are mode. The Pistons have no aspirations to be a team of contention this year. Who fits best around Cade Cunningham? That's what the Detroit Pistons are. And they're looking at James Wiseman and saying, yeah, we're not even going to play you on opening night, dude. That's not good. And all these people said, you know, just, oh, well, you know, To call someone a bust for doing something you've never done or never capable of doing seems like playing and coaching competitively should be a bare minimum to speak on certain topics. This guy, Tony F., says he teaches kids at Triple Thet Academy. So because Tony coaches a 14-year-old through a jab step, he thinks he is qualified to talk about how good James Wiseman's about to be, even though there's no data points of evidence that there's any belief of that in the NBA, but Tony's got it. Tony's got it on lock. Use your own eyes, Tony. It's real simple. Use your own eyes. 
you know, one of the reasons why I really will always be pissed off about the layoff is because it gives people who just don't know what they're talking about, totally swimming out of their depth, a little ammunition, be like, hey, didn't you get fired? You're a bust. You're no good at talking sports. You got fired. I was fired because the company that employed me has a stock that's trading at 40 cents and will be filing for bankruptcy in 2024, like guaranteed. That's why I'm not at work today. Uh, other than, oh, what do you know? I am at work today. This is new work. Here we are. Brand new economy. Am I making the kind of money that I used to make? Nope. Give me four years, I'll be making more money than anyone in Bay Area Radio right here on YouTube. That's the way this whole world is going. It's unbelievable the arrogance, the know-how that other people just you know bring to the party. Oh, my God. Oh, and he's still going. I'm not even going to give him any more attention. But good God, the amount of people who just are so sensitive. You know, why are you even covering him? He's not a warrior anymore. You don't get to talk about him anymore. I get to talk about whatever the fuck I want. And you will listen to every word I have to say because I'm more interesting than the average bear. I got to go get glasses today. I got to be downtown, get to my optometrist, get some glasses. Oh, you know what, though? At least my glasses allowed me to see this. A super chat from Slideshow Nick says, Damon, you're my favorite radio dude and Ike sandwich. Well, well, thank you very much. I, I don't think I'm even a radio dude anymore, but I'm glad that we are dudes. And thank you very much. Jingle jangle in the ganja jar. Do appreciate it. Um, we'll get to the chats. We'll get into a little club plus here in just a second. Although maybe some of you are going to want to turn this off right now because we are drifting out of the world of sports for the final thing that I have to talk about here today. Do you realize that it's harder to buy Sudafed in the state of Maine than it is an AR-15? Say that out loud. Say that out loud and, 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 and tell me how that makes sense. An AR-15 should not be available to people. Full stop. You know, there is no perfect out there. There's no eliminating evil in the world. There is no ability to make sure nothing bad will ever happen. But don't let a pretty good idea pass you by as you deem it, it ain't going to be perfect. There is no perfect solution. As I was saying last night, as I always do, we Americans, the country of America, sucks at guns. We're awful at it. For a, for a country that claims to love them so much, you'd think you'd be good at them by now, but no, we, we are awful at guns. We suck. We are the only country in the world that has this baked-in problem of mass shootings being a near-weekly headline all the time. At least 22 people are dead as a maniac walked into a bowling alley on kids' night and just started shooting indiscriminately with an AR-15. The preferred weapon of mass murder for all your mass shootings. So someone asked me, Damon, what would you do? What would you do 
And then when I told him what I would do, he instantly went into every single tired ass excuse making talking point that we go through every single time something like this happens. There is no perfect out there. So here's what I would do. Here's my first step. I would ban the sale of all AR-15s. If that makes you cry, I don't care. You don't need that firepower. Well, Damon, I need to defend my family. Against whom? Against whom? What Arnold Schwarzenegger, totally fictitious, gun porn fantasy are you hoping comes to your front door that justifies an AR-15? What, what is that? What is, well, I need that to combat tyranny because of the government. Look, if the government's coming after you, you're cooked. That's it. You're going to get drone striked from 18,000 feet. There's, they're not even going to show up on your lawn, dude. It's just going to poof, you're gone. Okay? There is no, not, not a single individual with any weapon that you could ever imagine has the power to stand up to the United States government if you really become X marks the spot of the government's coming after you. What do you, do you ever see an Air Force carrier or an aircraft carrier? Got, got people with Mitsubishis in their driveway talking about the government. I need to stand up to the government with my Mitsubishi. Come on. Come on. Just please. So can we ban AR-15s? AR-15s should not be available to all people. Full stop. It's the same way that you can't drive around on the street in a Formula One race car. That's not street legal. That's not supposed to be in the hands of anyone but the pros. And that gun needs to go away. It's got to go away. Will the disappearance of that gun then solve every issue in the world? No, it won't. No, it won't. But let's start there. Considering there's nothing that ever changes, can we just start with one element of change? And I want everyone to know that I am absolutely someone who believes in aspects of the Second Amendment that any responsible gun owner should have the right to keep guns, not weapons like that. You should have all the rifles and pistols that you want to, but they don't sell you bazookas. You're not allowed to have one of those, and you shouldn't be able to allowed to have an AR-15. But Damon, if you make any laws... You know, people are going to shoot things up. Laws laws won't even be considered by people who break the laws. Sure. But, you know, cocaine's illegal. And it's a lot harder to get than guns. Is it impossible? No. There's Again, there, I got no perfect solution for you. But it's harder to get Sudafed in the state of Maine than it is an AR-15. And look, since this issue seems to be almost universally split across party lines, although that is not true because most Republicans would be totally comfortable with the level of background checks that you have to go through to be identified as a responsible gun owner before we just start presuming everyone's going to be a responsible gun owner, a mental health check, background. Um, I want to share with you, since this really does seem to be split apart uh, across party lines, Former conservative Supreme Court Justice Warren Burger, appointed by Richard Nixon in 1968, said, The gun lobby's interpretation of the Second Amendment is one of the greatest pieces of fraud, I repeat the word fraud, on the American people by special interest groups that I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
The real purpose of the Second Amendment was to ensure that state armies, the militia, would be maintained for defense of the state. The very language of the Second Amendment refutes any argument that it was intended to guarantee every citizen an unfettered right to any kind of weapon that they want. That's, that's, that's the guy who you could put on the poster of conservatism. The reason why the gun lobby rallies so hard against any progress on this issue is because, like all lobbyists, they are representing a business interest. More guns sold equals more money earned. Less guns sold equals less money earned. That's all that's going on here. The NRA doesn't give a fuck about your Second Amendment or the Second Amendment. It cares about protecting the profitability of gun manufacturers. That's what's going on here. To think anything else is going on here is utterly ridiculous. But people are duped. People are sheep. And so you go along with that. Now, if I've deeply offended your gun right amendments or sensibilities, I got another offer for you then. If you don't like my original offer, here's my second offer. Meet me in the middle of this street if you won't meet me in the middle of the last one. How about this? You can have your AR-15. You can have all the guns you want. I'll even let you buy a bazooka. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can have your AR-15 if you agree that we fund every single mental health program like it was a part of the military-industrial complex to allow people the help that they need. This guy who shot and killed at least 22 people and injured another 60 people in Maine last night was institutionalized because he was hearing voices in his head, but then was just let out. You have someone who is telling you, you know, I think I might be crazy. He shows up and for whatever reason, maybe it was attached to hospital capacity, his insurance. I don't know how he was discharged from any mental institution, but he sought mental help. If you are seeking mental help, you should not also be given access to weapons of mass destruction. This really doesn't feel like something I should have to explain. Would you be comfortable around a crazy person with a knife? Would you want a crazy person to own a slingshot? I don't know what the hell it is we're doing here. I don't I don't I don't know why we allow this to keep happening. I always return to a and I don't know who tweeted it, but the the tweet was so sad and but so right at the same time. Um, it basically said, you know, we've made our decision on guns, and it happened at Sandy Hook. When we decided that the killing of children was more important, or less important, I should say. The killing of children was less important than allowing unfettered access to any gun that you ever wanted. We, we, that's, that's when America died. 
That's when America sold its soul to the devil of this. We are totally comfortable with children being murdered by lunatics in the name of it's America. We like guns. You know, I, I felt this way before I came a parent, before I became a parent. I feel this way now, even more so that I am a parent. And I just I I don't understand why the disconnect. You have data points from every country in the world that we are the only country that goes through this. Why are we the only country that goes through this? It's because we have bad faith actors making sure this cycle of lunacy never ends in the name of political contributions. I, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I know that if I were still on the radio, this segment couldn't happen. These cowardly program directors and companies, you know, would basically run in during a commercial break screaming Republicans buy sneakers too. Sneakers don't kill kids. I, I, I just don't know why we have let the most extreme version of how everything could go wrong become the acceptable standard of daily life. Well, Damon, you know, the same thing could happen with, a, with, with another type of gun. No, no, it couldn't happen. You couldn't have a pistol and kill 22 people. People with pistols usually get confronted by police. People with rifles get confronted by police. When the Uvalde Police Department heard, hey, inside that elementary school is a maniac wearing body armor with an AR-15, they were like, yeah, we're not going in there. That's all you need to know about the good guy with the gun saving the day in your gun fetish fantasy porn that makes you think, oh, well, I'll be the brave one one day. The paid police officers of Uvalde did the math, and their math said, kid gets shot with AR-15, that's the price of business. I'm not going in there. I'm on the clock. I'm not getting killed today. I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, folks. How does, how does it get better? It gets better by allowing some element of reason to come into some element of change. All of a sudden, I don't feel like doing any club plus. I just can't go back to, oh, yeah, let's talk about, uh, you know, James Wiseman doesn't rebound well or Sam Darnold's going to start. It's unbelievable. We'll get back to sports tomorrow. We'll have a little fun on a Friday. In the meantime, go home, call someone that you love, check in on your people, give hugs and kisses today, and remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it.
I believe that this gun issue has revealed the character of the United States maybe more than any other issue there is. I'm disgusted with the character of this country on this issue. Thank you for tuning in.